What is up, Redskins Nation? And welcome to the very first HT We Are podcast with Freddie and Maddie. I'm your host, Freddie Ham, And I am Maddie Jane. What is up? So this is the new podcast, formerly the OK with Maddie Jane podcast. And this is really something that's been building for a while, I guess, you know, between the two of us uh, with our conversations about Redskins football. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, if you don't know Maddie Jane and you're part of Redskins Twitter, you've been living under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, so what? Um, so we found each other on Twitter, I guess, what, about a year ago, started talking football started having conversations about football and got to a point where we decided that, you know, we should share our conversations with the rest of Redskins Nation. Yep. And I'm super excited. I just want to say on on my part, I'm super excited to have Freddie. I was getting to a place with my podcast where it was fun. I was having so much fun, you know, looking forward to getting all of this. I've talked about it before. I needed somewhere to kind of vent, to kind of talk about all this information that I was taking in and the podcast has been a great space for that but you know after talking to myself for so long I realized it would be so much better if it was a conversation and I was already having Freddie you can attest because you are part of these every day we talk we talk about the Redskins every day whenever there's new news we're talking about it I'm like why not just have Freddie be my co-host we do this thing together it's a conversation it's gonna be better and i couldn't be more excited so freddie i just want to say thank you for doing this i'm so excited and why don't you let them know because ht we are i love it our new name our new brand that was your idea why don't you explain to the people kind of why you thought of that okay so ht we are um and if you're familiar with maddie's podcast in the very first episode uh, a question that she brought up and and i hear it uh, brought up amongst just sports fans in general not exclusively to fans of the redskins but you know when we talk about our team we use the word we you know do you use the word we and i've always whenever i'm talking about the redskins i always say we you know because as a fan you know i am part of the team you know i I live and i die with with the team i win and lose with them i share their pain i share their triumphs you know, we all feel like we're part of the team. And so we use the word we. And that's really um, the that was the precipice for using that for the title of the podcast, because, you know, we're fans. We don't profess to be, you know, by any means, you know, we're, we're not analysts. We're, we're definitely no. not insiders with the team. But yeah. So and what we wanted to do was we wanted to make a fan centric pod and just have a conversation, as Maddie said, like we're having on our own, you know, conversations on the daily from a fan perspective, you know, and we decided to call it HT We Are because that's what we are. We're fans of the Redskins, you know, we hail every day, we hail win or lose, and, you know, and I'll be honest with you, you know, it's it's not always going to be positive, you know, we have strong opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all about supporting our team, but you're also going to get, you're going to get real opinions, you're going to get unfiltered opinions, and, you know, that's really what we want it to be about, and we want it to be about all of us together. It's not just the two of us, uh, you know, we want to involve the listeners as well. Hopefully, over the next few months, you know, if, if this thing really picks up, we'll get to keep that going. Uh, but I think regardless, Maddie, I think, you know, since we're, I mean, we're going to do this regardless, you know, because yes, we just, for we, sure. there, there's both of us consume ridiculous amounts of content about the Redskins on the daily and we have to have some sort of outlet. <laughs> yeah. 
No, exactly. And that's that's exactly what this is. So, um, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. A fan-centric pod. That's what you're going to find here. And like you said, we are, you know, there's going to be the positives and the negatives. And speaking of positives, and speaking of... Yeah, a lot of negative going on in Redskins Nation right now. Yeah, we're owing to the sky is falling. Yeah, so I guess we go ahead and get into last week the Redskins versus Cowboys matchup, the rivalry of well, it used to be. I mean, we could shoot, we could go on about that. Is it really even a rivalry anymore? Do the players care? Yeah, let's be real, Maddie. Rivalry amongst us fans, of course, it's always going to be a rivalry. You know, we don't have to sit here and say it because everyone's been saying it. Or if you haven't been saying it, they've been thinking it. You know, the quote unquote rivalry hasn't been relevant for decades. No, I mean, you know, for it to be a rivalry, we both have to be playing for something important. And I'll be totally honest with you. And I love, you know, I bleed burgundy and gold, but you know, we got to win some for it to be a rivalry, really. I mean, aside from, you know, 2012, we had that big, you know, we had that game week 17, and I'm sure you remember it. Tony Romo threw that interception to, uh, what was it, Rob Jackson. Those are my favorite words. We got, yes, (laughs) interception Romo. (laughs) And we got into the playoffs. But, I mean, aside from that game, I mean, can you think of a game in our lifetime, basically, that has yeah, been in, yeah. that has really been that important between us and the Cowboys. No, I, we we both grew up Redskins fans, so we've heard the stories and we know what the rivalry means. But have we really seen it like um, like our parents did? I I don't know. I I don't think so. And it's sad, but hopefully, you know, eventually it'll come back. But speaking of last Sunday's game, though, do do we have let's, to? Let's, do we have to? I, I don't want to. <laughs> Right. But I guess let's start with let's let's start with what we didn't like. Let's let's start with the bad and we can end on a positive note, which is the exact yeah, opposite of what our team does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, you had to just go there right off the bat. I'm I'm right down to with the it. jugular, That's, man. Yeah, wow. Okay, so yeah. I don't know, do you want to do you want to give your thoughts first on on the bad? Oh. Well, uh, where can I start? You know, obviously, we knew going into this game what kind of game it was going to be like. We really knew what the keys were going to be if we were going to win. I'll be totally honest with you. You know, I always think, and I think this for every team, not just ours, that we can be in any game. And I really did truly think, you know, whenever we play Dallas, it, it really doesn't seem to matter where either team is at. You know, there is still the... You know, because we talked about how the rivalry hasn't really been there, but there's something special about when the two teams get together. I really think that you can, to a certain degree, kind of throw the records out the window, even with it being this early in the season. So I thought the game was actually going to be uh, closer than it was, and maybe that was just wishful thinking. But going into the game, we knew what we had to do. We had to limit Ezekiel Elliott, which we were not able to do, and we needed to not shoot ourselves in the foot with big plays. So, yeah. you know, and I've seen, you know, have, have you, we've seen all of the, you know, the Josh Norman getting toasted memes and, you know, all those, all those things going around. And then obviously the ineptitude of the offense as far as not being able to run the ball, not being able to sustain drives. Case Keenum having a pretty decent game. Uh, Scary Terry showing up, you know, which, which, was, which is great, you know, but just overall, you know, pretty much I would say a, a mediocre 
uh, or lackluster performance from the offense and just uh, abysmal defense. And our defense already in week two, it's just, it's amazing. And it's so disheartening to me how depleted we are already with, you know, Jonathan Allen didn't play. Um, we got DRC, who we just found out today, you know, tore some ligaments in his ankle. So we're down to, we got Josh Norman, and I guess we, we got some, I guess we're going to get a guy from Burger King to come in and play corner, <laughs> you know, or, or, or something yeah. like that. Um, right, yeah, you know, yeah. Of course, you got, you know, Monte on the back end and, and Landon Collins. And, and Landon Collins has been uh, pretty quiet. You know, it's only been two games, but he's been pretty quiet so far. But the whole defense just, in general, looked disjointed. And I wanted to ask you about this Mads you know going into this season or coming into this season it was said that the defense was going to be the strength and I think if you asked every Redskins fan they would say yeah the defense is going to be our strength and that's what's going to carry the team you know what do you think has been the issue with the defense that on paper has been really talented and we were supposed to be able to stop the run. If we couldn't do anything else, we were supposed to be able to stop the run and we've been abysmal against the run. I would say, and we'll get into this, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed and I think think it kind of all comes down to coaching and I think that we have a very below average defensive coordinator and that's, that's just, it is what it is. Um, if you Maddie, saw my you Twitter, you know it. I want. You listen, can say it. I, you, I wanted you can him say fired. It. I everybody knows I wanted him fired. I wanted him gone. I wanted him gone Monday morning. He's still here. You know, Jay Gruden said, "Don't press the panic button." Whatever. I don't even. We're not even. Not going to get into that yet. But yeah, we stomping on the panic button. The defense just has not looked good at all. I don't know what it is. Um, it seemed like a lot of communication issues and. So I know that obviously there are new pieces, but I think they've had a whole off season together. There's really no excuse. I mean, I get that you know the off season OTAs, things like that, even preseason, the little, the few snaps they get. You can't really that that's not true NFL action. Totally but agree. I, I I think by that point, you're not the Patriots aren't coming out looking like they don't know what's going on and I think it's just kind of been a theme and I don't want to just necessarily say under Jay Gruden but just that unpreparedness like they're just they don't seem prepared at all and when they came out against the Cowboys again this past week they just didn't seem prepared it still looked like there were communication issues and again I get it there was one point where DRC when he went out the first time DeShays or Everett came in at corner so I get it there's a lot that the unknowns that are thrown in here. Fabian isn't playing. Quentin isn't playing. I understand all those things. But I I just, I don't, I'm tired of the excuses. You know, there are still plenty of talented players on this defense that were playing on Sunday. And those players still weren't making plays. And they weren't where they were supposed to be. So, so what's the problem? I don't know. What What do you think's the problem? The, the problem, I, I, I don't know. For I, sure. I mean, I think you hit it right on the head, Maddie. You know, the problem t- to me uh is coaching and you know i mean if if you fundamentally your main job because everyone in the league is talented you have talented players there's an expression um that's been used in in football for a long long time or even in sports in general that players win games and coaches lose them Mm. and i think what we're going through right now um rings especially true and i i really do put the onus on on Jay, absolutely, but you know, um, can I be real? Yeah, can I be real? be real? Yo, Minuski gotta go. He gotta, he gotta go. go. 
He, he gotta, gotta go. go. I mean, Manesca, he gotta go. Bye, Greg. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because literally for two straight weeks, we've seen basically the exact same thing happen to our defense two weeks in a row. We have talented players, you know, and, and you want to talk about, you know, you know, is it scheme? You know, is it this and that? Like, or even on the play where, on the play where, where Norman, you know, quote unquote, got toasted. I mean, he was playing outside leverage. I mean, it looked to me in the, the covers that he w- was in, and I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a football analyst. I'm not a, I'm not a defensive guru. I'm not Brian Baldinger breaking down film. But from what I could see was that it was, uh, Monte Nicholson actually coming underneath and taking an underneath receiver and blowing the coverage and basically leaving Norman out to dry, you know, in that situation. As a safety, you're always taught from, I mean, even from high school, as a safety, you're taught to be as deep as the deepest receiver. That's your responsibility. That's what the safety does. The safety keeps us from getting burned over the top. So he comes underneath, I mean, and it's just, I mean, Maddie, could could you have made that throw? I think I could have. I, I, I've been practicing. I'll be honest. I've been practicing. So... so. I'm going to go with yes. But yeah, but aside from even, you know, just, I mean, because we can sit here and we can talk about schemes and all this, and, you know, especially, you know, and, and as fans, we love to talk about football when we really don't know what we're talking about. Right. If we're being yeah, real. <laughs> uh, but I think to anybody with a brain, it's easy to see that whatever you're trying to do is not working. You know, when Jay Gruden gets up there at his presser and he says, you know, we, uh, we got to get, we got to get the most out of our players, man. And I'm thinking oh. to myself that, well, yeah, Jay, we, you do need to get it out of them. What are you going to do? You know, Minuski, yeah. what are you going to We have all of this talent. You know, what are you doing with it? You have to put players in a position to be successful. If you have players who aren't succeeding in your system, you either have to, A, get the right players for your system, or B, change the system. And yeah. as it pertains to the game itself, you know, what do the best coaches do? They make, what's, what's the word? Starts with an A, Maddie. Hmm. I'm going to go with what is that um, word? adjustments for $500. Adjustments. Oh, like yeah. how what you were doing at one time didn't work, so you try something else. We have had zero pass rush through the first two games. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay, 100%. our best pass rusher would be Mr. Ryan Kerrigan, Mr. HBK, right. who, by the way, has been doing the HBK flex for a long time. Uh, so put some respect on that, Miles yeah. Garrett, please. Ryan Kerrigan been doing it since before Miles was even in the league. But anyways, I'm getting off yep. track. Why not take your best pass rusher, Ryan Kerrigan, who we always have rushed from the strong side, always. You know, and if you guys have seen him uh, rush from the weak side, you know, you, you can tell me. Why not stun him inside? There's a novel idea. Why not run a stunt? Why not rush some guys from different places? Why not bring... You remember... Well, who who was he? He wore number 21 in New York. Mm. I think he plays for us now. I think he was a really, mm. really big fan of a safety who played here who was kind of a big deal. But I remember when he used to play up in New York, and his name escapes me. You can help me out with that, Maddie Jane. Um, But I remember he used to come down, and he would rush off the edge and get Mm -hmm. to the quarterback that way. Who who is that guy? I think he'd be good at it. 
Yeah, I think um, I think you're thinking of um, who is it? Collins, maybe. Land, Collins, Landon Collins. Collins. Landon, Landon Collins. Collins. Yes, yeah. Landon yeah. Collins. We have mm-hmm. one of the best, hardest hitting, strong safeties in the league, who is ridiculously, yeah. freakishly athletic and strong, and we're not using him in any sort of blitz package. And and you know. I think if we address this directly with Minuski, he would hit us with a very Minuski answer, or even Jay, you know, would hit it because he, you know, he he loves covering for everybody else, you know, and deflecting everything <laughs> off him. It's funny because Jay does this thing where he at one time deflects off of himself, but he also covers for everybody else. So yeah. he's kind of like, you know, it's almost like if he was really being super transparent, he could get up and he could just say, uh, you know, it uh, it's, it's not my fault. But uh, it's definitely not the uh, it's definitely not the defensive coordinator's fault either. Uh, you know these players, uh, you know they're just uh, they're just not getting it. Um, you know, I mean we we haven't been coaching them. Uh, I haven't actually spoken to my players uh, the entire week. But uh, I don't see why the, I don't see why that's a problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just uh, you know we're, uh, we're 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 moving on to the uh, moving on to the to the Chicago Bears and uh, we're gonna play them and uh, we're probably gonna lose too and uh, I'll, I'll blame it on someone else. <laughs> wow, that impression, that impression is pretty impeccable. I'm blown away. I gotta 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 give gotta give a clap for that one. I wanted yeah, to, no. I wanted to surprise you with that one, Mads. That was phenomenal i was saving that i was saving that for you i agree i agree with all these things so if i'm just if i'm just listing so you know so that we can move on from this game and look forward right if i'm just listing my bad get them out of the way number one penalties penalties it was outrageous the amount of penalties we had in that game on sunday like you said earlier don't shoot yourselves in the foot redskins that's exactly what they did those penalties killed them so then we also have the defense. The defense was not good enough. And to me, the bad was also the running game. Now, I don't think, I think Adrian Peterson, he, I don't know that he got enough chances, you know, but in he Jake's offense, does, does the running back ever get enough chances? So whatever. He had but 10 carries, Maddie. Yeah, that's that's not good enough. And he had some good runs. And if he would have just, if Gruden would have let him kind of go, I don't know. Is it weird to say that, like, Gruden, do you have some vendetta? Obviously, he's been talking. Like, why don't you want Adrian Peterson? Like, he saved your job last year. Why are you not letting him gain any momentum? Why are you letting him to get a good run and then taking him out and putting in Thompson to run out of the backfield or Smallwood? Or, like, what was up with that? Anyway, I don't even, it doesn't even matter. At this point, the running game was not good enough. Was that AP's fault? Uh, I don't really necessarily think so, as much as it was again coaching. But well, you know, with the whole Peterson thing, and I'm not going to get into Jay's issues, whatever they are with Peterson. Peterson had ten rushes in that game for 25 yards. Uh, Geis, although you know, obviously we found out later that you know he got hurt pretty early on in the first game. Geis had ten rushes for 18 yards. So yeah. from that standpoint, the running game is exactly the same. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I really put this on, on the defense. I mean, yes, the offensive penalties were, were bad and, you know, the run game was not there. The passing game was pretty good to an extent, but also I really feel like if this team is going to be successful in the way that it's built, it's built to be successful with the defense 
making stops. Our offense is not an elite offense. It's not the type of offense that's going to be able to go out and just hit you and score on you on every drive. We need as many chances as possible, and we have to have the ability to play a ball control game. Now, that being said, yes, when we have the ball, we still have to move it. We can't put ourselves behind the chains. But, um, you know, I really put this on the defense and, uh, you know, and I don't want to say I'm not putting it on the defensive players. I'm not at all. We have some absolute gems on defense. Mm -hmm. Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb Holcomb is actually, would you believe he is second on the team in tackles so far? Number two. Number two. In tackles. Behind. Behind. Uh, Everyone says he's invisible. Guess who's leading the team in tackles? Landon Collins. Landon Collins. Of he has he 15. Is. Yes, because Baller. he has 15 solo tackles. He has 19 combined tackles because that's what he do. Yo, everyone mm. out there, you know, throwing shade at Landon Collins like you just you just wait because he goes quietly about his business. He has yeah. a great game when you don't see him have a great game, and he's about yeah. to have some really, really big games. I actually think he's going to show up and show out against Chicago, which we're going to get to a little bit later. But yeah, like I said, I put this on the defense, and what I really say is I put it on Greg Minuski. And you also remember, we were actively trying to get rid of Greg Minuski, and I really tend to subscribe to the to the theory that you know Jay wanted to keep Minuski around and not have someone else come in who I think could take his job, job. be the Uh interim head coach. Absolutely. I mean, because Greg Minuski, you know, and they have a relationship, but it was very, very well known that we were trying to get rid of him. But no one wanted to come here because they knew that they would be a defensive coordinator for basically a lame duck coach, which is Jay Gruden. I mean, there's some conspiracy theorists out there who think that, you know, Jay wants to get fired. And I wouldn't even argue with that because, you know, if I was going to write a, a book or make a list about things to do if I was a head coach and wanted to get fired, I would be doing everything that Gruden is doing right now. I would be deflecting. You know, I would be benching a Hall of Fame running back. I mean, this right. is just insane. Yeah. You know, it's only, it's so, it's so Redskins, Maddie. It is the most yeah. Redskins thing ever. Uh, but yeah, Greg Minuski got to go. He got to go. I, I 100% agree. And it's like, the thing is, and, and I understand that Redskins Twitter is what it is, but when you have everybody, everybody is saying the same thing. Everybody in unison is saying, fire this man. My question is, why can the organization not see that? I mean, obviously, there is a problem here. And I, listen, I'm not saying that I don't want it to get bet any better. Obviously, he's still the coach. Obviously, we got a game on Monday night. Do I want the Redskins defense to ball out? Do I want them to look like an entirely new defense? Of course they do. I don't know how it's going to happen, but of course I want that to happen. But I just don't have that hope in this coaching staff that they can be anything above what they've already shown us. This this isn't a fresh coaching staff from this year. We've seen what we can get out of these guys. They've been here long enough where we know who they are and nobody nobody's content with it because the defense hasn't ever sustained a great reputation under Minuski. They came out hot last year to start off the season. They were killing it, and then they started, and I understand injuries, but listen, it started falling apart. And there's just never been that sustained, we are a hard-nosed defense, we are going to rip your head off type defense. 
it it hasn't been that way consistently. And again, it comes down to coaching. We have a coach that is not he's not good enough. And if we can see it, why can't they see it? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, and you know, we we can say it over and over and over again. I will say this: I really do think, I truly believe um, that. Jay Gruden is on a short leash. I really think that Greg Minuski is on a very, very short leash. Now, Jay, obviously, he could fire Minuski if he wanted to. I don't see that happening. I do see a situation happening where if we continue on the path that we're on, probably sooner rather than later, um, the ownership or Bruce Allen is going to step in and let go of Minuski. I see a situation where Minuski gets let go and then you know either what uh, Rob Ryan or, or Randy Jordan – um, would step forward, be the interim uh, defensive coordinator, you know, yeah. I, because I mean we are thirtieth in the league right now in defense. This is Greg Minuski's defense. We're thirtieth in the league. There's only two teams statistically who have a worse defense than us. That is Arizona and Miami. Think about the company that we are in. And the I don't want and to. the sad part <laughs> is we're not that much better than Arizona and Miami's defense. That is the scary part, you know. I mean, it's it just yes. And uh, Maddie, do you have the bleach? I've got it right here. Pass you you need some? Pa- yes, please pass the bleach because um, we're 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 definitely bottoms up. We're gonna need a lot of it. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, if if you would have told me uh, a couple years ago that uh, when uh, when we let go of Joe Barry that uh, our defense <laughs> coordinator was going to be oh. worse than Joe Barry, you know, I yeah. I, I would have told you you were it. drinking something else. So yeah, we'll be talking about that. We'll definitely be yes. continue to talk about that because unfortunately, probably there's going to be you know reasons for us to continue talking about it in the weeks to come. But hopefully, like we said, the talent somehow the talent on this team can overcome the average subpar coaching. Let's just hope for that and hope that somehow, you know, it does get better. But we can also talk about the good things, you know, the good things that happen. Can we talk a little bit about Terry McLaurin? Because we Scary know... Scary Terry. We know my obsessions. Listen, I heard another man. nickname for him today, and I want to bring it up. Okay, oh, somebody he's got, a, called he's got this another man, nickname. They called this man Turbo Terry. Turbo, Turbo Terry. Terry. Listen... <laughs> I don't like it as much as Scary Terry. <laughs> Scary Terry is it. But Turbo Terry is also pretty great, pretty funny. I love that we have a receiver. He is getting recognition outside of just Redskins fans. I see other people talking about him. He hasn't gotten a ton of recognition yet, but he's going to get it, I think. Oh, Rich, um, I think Rich Eisen deal. talked about him. Rich Eisen talked yeah. about him on his podcast. You know, if you got Rich Eisen talking about you, yeah. Um, Rich Eisen brought him up. Um, but any, anyways, but yeah, I've I've seen his name uh, being tossed around because, you know, and he's, he's one of these guys. I mean, third round draft pick, and he's our, he's clearly our number one receiver. Number one. Already. Scary number 17 Terry. in your program. Number one. Say it with me. Number one. In, in your my, heart. Oh, I was going to say in my heart because it's my Especially heart. I'm sorry. In, in I'm getting personal. Especially Maddie in my her heart. Receivers. <laughs> I love Terry. He has looked so good. I have watched his highlights on repeat more <laughs> than I would like to admit. Okay. But mm-hmm. he he's good. You know, it was like that first game. It was like, well, people didn't have tape on him, whatever, you know. What is right. he going to come out and do next week? And I understand that he didn't have some kind of breakout week. But he had Byron Jones pretty much sat shadowing him most of the time. 
Byron Jones was most of the time on him, and I would say that's the Cowboys' greatest cornerback. Pretty good cornerback. I mean, would you agree? I think he's he's pretty solid. And he's a solid. Terry, yes, he's he's solid. I, I hate to give any Dallas player any credit, right, but but he's right. solid. But he's yes. solid. I get he didn't have some crazy, you know, crazy, crazy game, but he was getting open. He was also making contested catches. He was running solid routes. He was making himself available to Keenum, and yes. he was doing it Yes, on a, on a cornerback that was a solid cornerback. They knew what they had in him, and he still was winning, and that proves to me that I think he's – I know it's still game two. I get it. I get it. Got a lot more football left to play, but I'm just going to say it right now. That guy's the real deal. Scary Terry is it. Wide receiver number one, baby. Scary Terry, real deal. Turbo Terry. Scary Turbo Terry. Turby. Yeah, t- I, <laughs> turbo. Turbo. Turbo Scary not, Terry. I cannot endorse Turbo Terry. <laughs> I'm, 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 with, I'm with Scary Terry terrorizing an end zone near you. Love it. Okay. Well, listen, we talk about Terry. I don't know if you have anything else to say about him, but we got to also talk about the guy getting on the ball, right? Yes, the guy throwing been, him the ball. The much yeah. maligned... Mr. Case Keenum. So there's obviously been a lot of talk, um, especially after, you know, finding out that Daniel Jones is going to be starting for the Giants. I think if if anything stirred up the Haskins needs to start right now train, um, oh, no. it was that. And yes. so we need to talk about that for a second because I think we're on the same page here. <sighs> Case Keenum has been playing well, and I don't see any need to start Haskins right now when Case Keenum is not the problem. He's played above average, in my opinion. And, yeah, we haven't won games. But that's not all on Case Keenum like people are trying to make it out to be. What do you think? What? How are you feeling? It hurts my brain, Maddie. Yeah. It, it really does. Uh, yeah, the, the people that are calling for, you know, saying, you know, Dwayne Haskins needs to start, you know, and this, that. And, and yeah, with, with the Daniel Jones era starting in, in New York, a, a lot sooner than I thought it would, uh, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't think it would happen, uh, you know, so quickly. And <laughs> moment of silence for Eli. His career is over. Um, mm. You know, Case, here's the thing about Case. Case Keenum is Kirk Cousins. Can we be real? <gasps> Can we be real? Case Keenum, and I'll take it a step further. Case Keenum, not only is he Kirk Cousins right now, he's a little bit better better. than than Kirk Cousins. People used to call, we used to call Case Keenum the poor man's Kirk Cousins. I'm going to say it right now. Kirk Cousins Uh right now is the poor man's Case Keenum. Let's go. Case Keenum against Dallas was 26 of 37, Uh two touchdowns, no interceptions, 221 yards okay and you know it it kind of upset me a little bit and I should be numb to at this point but I'm not that you know if you're on Redskins Twitter you still get so much Kirk Cousins content because we just can't collectively just let things go I mean I don't know why we talk about Kirk like he's still playing for the Redskins like when Kirk left and I liked Kirk while he was here. I never loved him. I liked that. 
You liked that. We all liked that. If you didn't like that, you're lying. We all liked that (laughs) for a little while, okay? We knew he wasn't going to be the quarterback that was going to necessarily win us a championship, but I think we were so starved and just toiling in mediocrity for so long, the idea of having an above-average quarterback was so appealing to us. That's really what it was. You know, but Kirk... I see people, you know, t- still talking about Kirk, throwing shade at Kirk. And, t- you know, to those people, I just got to say, you know, just just let it go. Just let right. the man go. I don't even understand, you know, why why we even talk about Kirk anymore. But if you look at it from that standpoint, you know, we have if you're going to say that Kirk is an above average quarterback. Well, Case is playing as good or a little bit better than an above-average quarterback. And he's doing it, keep in mind, with no semblance of a run game whatsoever and zero defense, period. And is he missing some throws? Sure. But people who want to make this argument, which I think is ludicrous about Dwayne Haskins, you know, I'm not going to deny Dwayne's talent. Does Dwayne have a special arm? He absolutely does. Does he probably have the ability to extend plays better than Case does? He absolutely does. But is he going to be able to come in and run the offense uh, as efficiently as Case has run it? I don't think so. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily think Dwayne comes in and hits those throws that Case missed, not because of his lack of talent. But just because of his inexperience in the system and being a pro quarterback, there is so much to being a pro quarterback in an NFL offense. And that is why we're not seeing Dwayne. And that's why Dwayne was not named the starter. Has nothing to do with his talent because he's clearly more talented than every other quarterback that we have on on the roster. He is not ready. And there is no need to push him before he is ready. Case is doing a good job. People just need to settle down, chill out. On The, the Haskins era is coming, and it's it going to come when it needs to. You know, and also, I, I also really don't understand this need for everyone to... We're obviously in a rebuild. If you don't think that we're in a rebuild, you're delusional, because yeah. that's exactly what we are. And uh, there's going to need to be wholesale changes, you know, with I'm not going to get into the front office, like I said, but coaches, you know, Jay Gruden's going to be gone. I'm saying it right now. OK, yep. you can quote me on that. What what what, what day is it? it what is time is it? May 18th. It's May 18th. We're, we're recording. We're recording this May 18th. May 18th. It's wait. It's, <laughs> it ain't May 18th. It's, did I say May? I said May. You said May. I was like, what? It's September. Where have you been? Uh, Training camp hasn't even started. What are we so up in arms about? It's going to be May. It's going to (laughs) be May. Yo, Mads, can you do me a favor and just go ahead and wake me up? When September ends. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. See, that's what happens when you get two musicians who are also sports fans together. Yes. Because then it just descends into into this kind of ridiculousness. We had the Backstreet Boys reference earlier, didn't we? Ooh, yeah. Uh, Anywho. Don't even um, get me started. (laughs) Let's get it started. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's a vicious cycle. No, I 100% agree with you, though. I 100% agree with you. (laughs) Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Yeah, this is is the thing. I, I agree with you. 
that's going to be a conversation we're going to continue talking about too. Because I mean, it's we could go continue on coming up. Big and young quarterbacks. How about we step outside of the Redskins? Outside, let's get a little broader here. I, I think we have some props to give. Props. What do you think? Props. I, I think yes. we have. We have props. Some mad props. props. To give. props. Mad props. So there's this young fella, pretty close. I think he's right across the Beltway, and uh, I heard he was playing running back, but apparently he's playing quarterback. <laughs> Not bad for a running back. <laughs> Which I, I absolutely love, uh, you know, the shot. And, and good for you, Lamar Jackson, because yeah. you know what? He, you know, he did it. He can say what he wants. Lamar Jackson, what he's doing right now, not only is it fantastic and amazing, and I'm super excited for him, you know, right. and, and, and for, for Ravens fans as well. Lamar was 200, he threw for 250 yards and he rushed for 120 yards in a single game. And you can forgive me, I'm not a statistician, but that note right here I have that he is the first player in the history of the NFL to do that, at least in a regular season game. He yeah. is one of only two, not three, not four. He's one of only two quarterbacks through the first two weeks who has seven touchdowns. You know how many interceptions he's thrown? None. Goose egg, zero, absolutely none. So, yeah, props yeah. to Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I got to give props, and this is not even football-related, but props to Cam Jordan. In the press conference for New Orleans, which, and, you know, prayers for Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. and, for sure. and also That's prayers for, Brent, for Ben Roethlisberger as well. You know, regardless yeah. of your opinions on, you know, on Ben Roethlisberger, it's just been, uh, it has been terrible. It's the an end of an era, really, right now uh, for QBs in the NFL. Uh, but props to Cam Jordan <laughs> from New Orleans. Uh, the the refs blew a call early in that game, which is amazing to me because it's literally the one game. It's the rematch from the game that has changed this whole. I mean, we have yeah. now we we have replay on pass yeah. interference. It's insane. The the biggest microscope that would be under is this game, and you go and you blow a call in this game. Cam Jordan in the press conference afterwards took a shot at the referees. If you hadn't heard about this, um, <laughs> you know, said that they should be working at Foot Locker or that <laughs> they, they were or they they had just come from their Foot Locker job. You know, basically calling them a bunch of amateurs. Uh, and I just thought that that was uh, I thought that that was funny and that was fantastic. Good on Cam Jordan. You know, for throwing some shade at the referees because they, you know, they they really deserved it. Yep, I have to give. If I, I want to give some props too, so I'm going to give props to another young quarterback uh, that a lot of people doubted at first, but I think it's really coming into his own, and that is Josh Allen in Buffalo. Okay, so I heard I saw something today that said that 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 Buffalo is turning into the team that everybody expected the Jets to become with Sam Darnold and everything. Now, prayers up to him as well. I mean, he has mono. That that's horrible. That's horrible. But I just think the Bills are playing really well. They're winning games. Josh Allen looks really good. I just wanted to give him give him a little bit of props, but yeah, we got we got a pretty important Monday coming and up here. And it's against I, Who are we playing? Da Bears. We Da Bears. The Redskins on Monday night. It's not it's not been a good thing historically, and can we overcome that curse this week? Can we win this game? I don't know. What do you think? Well, Freddie, I think what, you know. Up? I really. I think that we can. I think that we can overcome. Um, you know, the the downside to that is um, not only do I not think that we're the better team right now. I would say I know that we're not the better team, and what I mean by that is uh, talent wise. 
um, I don't think we're a lesser team at all. Um, right. But I do think that the Bears, um, I, I think that they're much better coached. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that defense, uh, you can't deny. Uh, you just can't. Yeah. I know that they haven't performed to the level that people expect, but, I mean, you got uh, Khalil Mack back there. You got uh, Danny Trevathan. You got, uh, you know, Kyle Fuller in the secondary. You know, that's that's a stout defense, and they have a defensive coordinator. He's going to put them in positions to win. He's probably going to make adjustments at halftime and throughout the game. Uh, what a novel mm. idea, right? Sounds but nice. in speaking to, you know, playing on Monday night, <sighs> I almost wish that because every team plays at least once on Monday night and we had a stretch for a long time where we were actually this is the first time uh, Maddie that we are not playing two Monday night games since 2012. Well good. <laughs> so I'm glad. glad but, yeah, to hear but it, for a, and for a long time, time it was you know we look at that schedule you see that Monday night game and you say oh it's going to be fun and we're going to lose. Yeah. Um, since right. I mean, we can take a small sample, Maddie, just back to 2008. Let's let's just do 10 years. Okay. 10 years. Since 08, the Redskins have played 16 Monday night games. Out of the 16, how many of those games have we won? Two. Two of the 16. 14 losses, obviously. And of the 16, five of those losses. Five to Philadelphia. Mm. I am so happy that we are not playing Philly on a Monday yeah. night this year because you know, as much as Deshaun Jackson smoked us and embarrassed us and I, I was a huge Deshaun Jackson fan. I still am. Um, you know, I, I still root for him. You know, actually, I hate that he's in green, but I love Deshaun Jackson. Um, yeah. I feel like if we, if we <laughs> were playing Philadelphia on Monday night this year, I um, mean, he would have uh, he would have a, a historic game, even more so than uh, the dreaded. Uh, I, I I hate to bring this up <sighs> that that Michael Vick game. Oh, I knew you. Oh were, yeah, not the Monday I, Night the Massacre. The image in my head is burned of DJ uh, catching that ball, Landry flat on his face, and <laughs> Deshaun just jetting down the field with all the swag in the world doing it. But back to Back to this whole Monday night thing. You know, what's amazing to me, not even that we have only won two Monday night football games in the last 10 years, with as many games as we played, playing 16, like I said, but the way that we lose them is absolutely insane. That Philly game, the score ended up being 59 to 28. And that 28 points that we put up really, I mean, that, you know, I mean, because I, I think a lot of that came in garbage time. But we right. averaged over that 10-year span. Our opponents averaged 31 points. We averaged 18. In the two games, two, two games that we won, the one in 2012, we won by a single point. That was the, and I'm sure you remember this one, there was the one where... Uh, Josh Morgan had that big catch. We we had to beat. Remember, we had to go on that winning streak to get into the playoffs. That was the year of RG three. It was mm-hmm. like a fumbler. It was like a forward fumbler. Something. It was a crazy, crazy play. And I think they yeah. even reviewed it. But I mean, we could have just as easily lost that game. We won that game by one point. And of course, uh, you know, Colt McCoy's big game that he had in uh, 2014. We won by a field goal. 
Yeah. I mean, so not only have teams historically beaten us on Monday night, they have absolutely spanked us, beat the brakes off us, uh, taken us out to the woodshed, pulled down our pants, just paddled our behind, stomped <laughs> a mud hole in us, walked us dry. I mean, just wore us out. You know, <laughs> Freddie, the, the king of visuals. I mean, <laughs> just, you know. It has been embarrassing and atrocious, and I feel yeah. like if we're going to if we're going to win this game, and I think that we can, like you said, I think that we can, and I think that we have the talent to do it. And if they have a good week of practice and everyone's you know where they need to be, and if Minuski can make some adjustments, if we can make Mitch Trubisky a little bit uncomfortable. Um, get a little bit more out of our run game and hit on some big plays, I think we have a chance to win this game. If we win this game, it's going to be a a close game, and I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Um, I don't envision it being a high-scoring game. The only way I envision it being high-scoring is if we're back to this sort of this groundhog day thing that we've... (laughs) I hope we get off of, get off of the schneid from, you know, week one and week two. But I will say this. There's a part of me, and I never want my team to not succeed. I hope that we win. Yeah. Um, you know, even if we have to win ugly, you know, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's great. Uh, but if we lose and lose in a similar fashion to how we've lost the first two games, I think that at that point, at that Manuski point, gotta go. you have Manuski to. You absolutely have go. to. He's yeah. got to go. Got to get you know out of there. I feel there's some people within the fan base who almost want us to lose just because they don't want Manuski here one week longer than he needs to be. And, and I get it. I get that sentiment. Honestly, I understand that mindset. I still want to win just because I want to win on Monday night. I want, I don't know, I I want to win, you know, it, but I get it though. I get why people want Minuski out because I want Minuski out too. And I think most people want him out. And if we start doing good all of a sudden, everything, you know, people start getting quiet. It's not fire Minuski, fire Minuski anymore, fire Gruden. But we all know that needs to happen at the end of the day, whether it be next week or at the end of the year, it needs to happen. And if it happens soon, fine. Hand the keys it. over to Kevin O'Connell. Because I'm very, very high on Kevin O'Connell. I think he's a great uh, young coaching mind. Yeah. Um, that's another conversation f- for another time. But, you know, um, and I'm excited about Monday. Me too. I am too. And I, I think am. bottom line, the keys are well, kind of what we already talked about. Defense has to play better. The running game has to get going. Uh, you know, d- don't don't commit so many penalties. And... You know, win on a Monday night. Make a change. Let's win on a Monday night. Let's see it happen. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope it happens. And I believe it can. But, you know, we're not going to know until we know. Right? So, on that note, we want to thank all of you guys. We want to thank everybody listening. If you've made it this far, props to you. Because this has been a lengthy one. All right? So, props to you for making it this far. Thank you so much for listening to the HT We Are podcast. Make sure to keep looking out. We're going to be putting out more stuff. We're going to uh, be adding some socials, things like that. Just keep a lookout. Um, And anything, Freddie, you want to say before you go? Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much hit on all the big things. You know, um, you know, like like Maddie said, if you like what you hear, you know, please uh, spread it around, spread the word. You know, we're the new pod on the block. There's lots of pods out there. So if you're taking the time to listen to this one, we really, really appreciate it. Um, We really wanted to do, you know 
this pod for Redskins fans. The, you know, there's so many pods you listen to, and it's just regurgitating statistics. And we wanted to have a converse. We want to have a weekly conversation with Redskins fans, and you know, and we want to we want to bring y'all in too. You know, so hopefully, you know, this is the beginning of something special. I really feel like it, like it is, and that it could be. Um, and we're gonna continue to put out content for you, and. You know, we just we really appreciate you. Really appreciate y'all listening, and please, please like, share, subscribe. Ht, we are peace.